It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. We bring a light-hearted look at life in the city to your downloads every week and it's hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. This week, we are giving thanks with Paralympian Aaron Phipps. You've got to try and find those things, otherwise you drive yourself mad, or you'd be like one of those people moaning on social media. About the bins in Totten. Bins in Totten, <laughs> exactly. Now, giving thanks was something that we talked about in October on the podcast. So today is all about a follow-up, seeing how far they've gone with the idea and what they've created. We must start this week by talking about Saturday Gone, which was International Day of Happiness. And there was one very happy couple that the whole city was talking about. You might have seen the aeroplane that was towing the Will You Marry Me Rachel banner through the sky. It was kind of over Hedge End and Victoria Country Park and doing a loop. And it was actually in Royal Victoria Country Park where he got down on one knee. He asked her... She said yes, and all the bystanders applauded. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Yes. Well done, Luke. Well done, Rachel. Congratulations. It's just a lovely thing to see, isn't it? You know, we just all need that little uplift at the moment, don't we? It was one of those really sweet things. There were lots of Rachels, though, looking up to the sky and going, yes, at last, he's done it. That was the talk (laughs) of social media. Everyone was tagging all of their Rachel friends who are single into our post. Is this you? Is this you? What's happened? And thank goodness she said yes. And surely then, because they got engaged in Royal Victoria Country Park, they should get married um, at the chapel there, right? Oh, yeah, you can have nice weddings there at the chapel. It it would be perfect synergy for them, given that that's the place they got engaged, if that's also the place where they got married. They could take the whole congregation on a little trip on the mini railway. They could go to the park afterwards. They could camp in the glamping fields. You know, we've got it all sorted. Royal Victoria <laughs> Country Park is the one-stop place if you want to get married. They could join in with Park Run on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Luke and Rachel did last weekend. What did you get up to? I had a first, actually. I had a first for 2021. I had a hangover. Wow. I didn't even bother doing anything on New Year's Eve. I didn't even think I, I stayed up. But on... The whatever it was of March, um, I had a Zoom chat with my friend Kim and managed to sink a bottle of wine. And I can tell you how the night went. We were sort of laughing and joking and whatever, and I was drinking me blush wine. And at the end of the conversation, or I think this may have ended the conversation, (laughs) I told her that I'd started learning the ukulele and that I could play Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. And so I played that to her and swiftly that was the end of the Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't read anything into that. She probably had you on mute while you were playing anyway. (laughs) And then I I walked up the stairs. It was about 11 o'clock and I walked up the stairs and my little one had woken up and she said... Was that you playing the ukulele? 
Oh, I hope Kim recorded that part of the uh, Zoom chat because you, <laughs> drunk, playing Three Little Birds on a ukulele has got to be... I mean, it's bad enough sober. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked recently to see how long the wait is for you to get your COVID jab? Yes. <laughs> I constantly check that. And look, I think it's a bit of a sort of, you know, it, 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 it's a bit of a myth, isn't it? This this app that tells you when you're going to get your COVID jab because it's all been put back a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more delayed than we thought. But still, you know, I think I'm on course for April sometime. They're absolutely flying around our way. And a friend of mine who lives in Fairham said that they're moving on to the 40-somethings already over there. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, I keep my fingers crossed. I do, I do, I do. Here's another reason for you to look forward to getting that jab, because from this week onwards, if you show a valid COVID-19 vaccination card at Krispy Kreme in West Quay, you get a free original glazed donut any time, any day, every day, through the remainder of 2021. What? I know, right? How? Just... Pray to the donut gods. Oh my gosh, please let this come for me now. Come on, I need to go on holiday and <laughs> I want the jab. And, ah. I can see why they're doing it, but really we've had a year of lockdown. We don't need any more lockdown midriff than we already have. Yeah. <laughs> Are the ones that have got the hole in the middle less fattening? Yeah, because that's air. Yeah, that's see, what I thought. Isn't it? That's yeah, what I thought. definitely. So this week um, we had the day of reflection. You know, it was a year to the day that we'd been locked down for the first time. I, I, I didn't know whether anybody was going to mark it at school. My my daughter goes to a primary school and I didn't know how they would cover it off with them. So I just sort of said to her, OK, well, maybe today you might have a, a minute's silence to remember the last year and and be thankful that we're all still here and, you know, that we've got through it. Anyway, she came home and she said, no, didn't have a silence. But what she did bring out of school, and I thought was a really nice touch, was um, all of the children came out with a single daffodil. It's a lovely gesture. And that was to take home for your day of reflection. And I thought that was really, really lovely, really nice. Obviously, my child ran towards me and just said, take that. (laughs) Right, Okay. As she flew off to do something else. One of the things I love about this time of year is you can buy daffodils in your local supermarket for like a quid a bunch. I know, it's good, isn't it? And nothing brightens a room up than a vase full of daffodils, especially knowing that they've only cost you a quid. I know, they're lovely, aren't they? So over the course of the rest of the podcast, we're going to be going back to something that we talked about in October last year called Giving Thanks. My Giving Thanks, to give it its proper title. We'll remind you of what it's about and discover what they've achieved. But first, let's chat to someone who is involved in the whole scheme. It's Paralympian Aaron Phipps. He plays wheelchair rugby for Great Britain. And he was telling us that preparations are in full swing for this year's Paralympics. Yeah, so we're ramping up towards the Paralympics. So we're at the business end now. I mean, it's getting very intense. You know what I really miss is when we come together as a squad at a tournament, we we all support each other and we're all you know like a big unit and we're there and we've got each other's backs and it's this amazing environment yeah. at the moment we are just kicking the rubbish out of each other because everybody wants their spot on the team so it's great <laughs> but I miss it when we're all just friends we're all competitive and this is elite sport isn't it so everybody wants their lineups to be playing at the Paralympics so no it's not that we're just like being mean to each other it's just it's part of the process but you know I just haven't been to a tournament for such a long time that just 
you forget what it's like when you've actually got each other's backs. Of course. And there must be that frustration as well that, come on, we, we, we really want this and it should have happened. So I suppose you were you were training right up until they said, OK, it's not going to happen this year. We had a tournament in January last year and our CEO came to speak to us, as he often does when we're all together. And I remember him saying, um, there's a chance we won't be going to the test event in March. And we were all going, nah, rubbish, you won't cancel the test event. And then... Well, you know, the rest of the story quite quickly, it all snowballed. And next thing you know, the the games got cancelled. But you don't go around cancelling the biggest sporting event in the world. That happens every four years like clockwork. It was massive. So, yeah, it, it's been tough. But I need to say something, though. It is just sport. And I get it that people have been through some horrendous situations with COVID. So I absolutely get that. But at the same time, it was tough. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, it's your life's work, really. That's what you do, you know. Everything was focused around... Um, peaking at that moment in August everything I, I was having a dry year I wasn't going to drink anything I was putting plans in place when I was going to get to see my daughters because I was going to be away so much and everything was designed to peak at that moment everything my training the lot and it just got cancelled overnight and I was a bit lost but we all stuck together and we all we all worked for it and you know we're coming out the other side and we hope to win a medal this year yes yes and you got to have a drink <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's not mention that but yeah I did that went out the window pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one since January, though. We're all finding our way through it. Yeah, we have a bottle of gin in your hand, yeah. So, giving thanks. Um, what's your involvement in this? The team approached me way back when and said and, and told me about it as a concept or as an idea, and I was on board straight away. I'm a massive believer in, like, you know, creating your own opportunities in life and, and being thankful for what we have, you know. And um, I get, get quite upset when I see people on social media just moaning about everything all the time. I think about deleting all my social media accounts at times because it's so ridiculous that's why I thought this was such a great project and such a great idea just to give thanks for the the things around us that we're thankful for right spoke to the team and um you know we, we were bouncing around ideas and things and, and I, I just kind of came out and said the thing I'd like to say I'm thankful for is my disability and they were kind of like looked at me and you know a bit unsure and then I explained you know because I became an amputee when I was 15 and I consider that probably one of the worst and best things that's ever happened to me Worst for obvious reasons, but best because it, it's given me a completely different outlook on life and created some absolutely amazing opportunities for me. I guess with the COVID thing as well, point out that, you know, life can be tough at times and it has its twists and turns, but, you know, there's still things to be thankful for. There's always something to be thankful for. This has been a hellish year, I think, for probably everybody. But I think there's always, even in that, even in, you know, the darkest of days, there's something to be thankful for. Oh, absolutely. And you've got to try and find those things. Otherwise, you drive yourself mad or you'd be like one of those people moaning on social media. Yeah, about the bins in Totten. Bins in Totten. <laughs> exactly. I mean, is it really, really that bad? If that's the worst <laughs> thing that's happened in your day, you're not having a bad day, you know? And... It's not about like I'm really getting on my high horse here. I'm not. No, I love it. I love it. We all have those things that, you know, annoy us. But... You know, you've just got to be thankful and think about the, the great things that you've got and be, you know, thankful for the things that you've got around you as well because, you know, you never know where it's all going to stop. So that's Aaron Phipps, who is one of the famous faces involved in My Giving Thanks, the project to pull together lots of individual stories of what people are thankful for. And we'll find out a bit more about that when we catch up with a guy who's assembling all those stories a bit later on. Um, you know, we were talking last week on the podcast about our bin days changing over this 
this side of the city and the carnage that was causing, yeah. it sounds like <laughs> there's a whole different world of bin trouble happening over the east of the city in Tottenham. <laughs> So it's all to do with Costa. So coffee shops are allowed to open. You're allowed to go and get a coffee with your mate and then go for a walk. But people are getting their coffees, drinking them, and then the bins are filling up really quickly. And there's this whole debate about whether it's Costa's job to clear those bins or whether it's the council's job to clear those bins and how many rats are... And look, everybody, just, just take your rubbish home. They are. Sorted. <laughs> I've done it. I should be on the council, right? J- Jackie Weaver would have nothing on you <laughs> if you were on a local council. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. So from the 29th, we take our first steps out of lockdown. People will be allowed to meet outdoors in groups of six or as two households if that number exceeds six. It looks like Mother Nature got the memo because it's going to warm up next week, which is great. And there's been other encouraging signs of returning normality as well, because this week we had the news that the boat show is going to be returning to Southampton yes. this September. Yes. The biggest boat show in the UK will be returning to Mayflower Park from the 10th of September until the 19th. And that is going to be awesome because that's always a big event, isn't it? So it, it runs for so long and the city is buzzing. That is the week when I get my friends to come down because I'm like, look, there's lots of yachty totty around. We're going for a night out. <laughs> and I've done it before. I've made my friends come down and we're like, okay, where are we going for a night out? I'm like, no, forget the bars. We're going to the champagne bar in the boat show because that's where they all hang out. <laughs> One of the best nights I've ever DJed in Southampton was the last night of the boat show when it right. coincided with the first weekend the new students arrived okay. <laughs> and I was covering for my mate Neil in the London yeah. DJing in there yeah. and it was just a crazy night absolutely mental yeah 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 it just goes off doesn't it unless you're you know one of those people that just likes to have a rant about everything and then you'd be moaning about there's no parking (laughs) but there's so many people bringing so much money into the city and i know that last year that boat show do you remember it was ready to go they downsized it it was ready to go and the night before they said nah it's off and we all went oh that hurts well hopefully we can move on from that this year 10th to the 19th of september which is great news for all of the local marine industry and also the other businesses that support them as well i've hosted the opening of the boat show a few times when i was working for capital and for heart and um One day, one of the times, I was hosting it with Millie McIntosh from Made in Chelsea and uh, Quality Street fame. That's what she is, isn't she? That's the family she's from. So I'm on stage and um, her and I had just done the countdown and I'd forgotten that they told me once you've got to sort of 2-1 get off stage because there's pyrotechnics going to go off. Oh, no. And I went the wrong way. Well, the next thing I know, somebody's grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and just dragged me (laughs) away from these pyrotechnics that are now looking like a fountain of fire behind me. And I'm like, (gasps) you know, when you sort of, everything goes in slow motion. Yeah. I can't remember which way I'm supposed to go. Oh, no. (laughs) 
it's like they needed one of those old comedians crooks crooks to get me <laughs> off you know the only opening to the boat show I've attended was the year Simon Le Bon came nice so he came in on a yacht and it was the year they were talking very heavily about environmental issues and plastics in the sea yeah. and I just remember him standing on the stage putting his fist in the air and chanting fish not plastic <laughs> Fish, not plastic. Which is right, but bizarre. It's absolutely right, but very partridge at the same time. <laughs> Smell my cheese. <laughs> he nipped off for a game of monkey tennis afterwards. How's Lillian getting on with school? Has she settled back into it? I bet she's tired at the end of the day now. Do you know what? So tired. They are so worn out. Look, I was doing eight hours of homeschooling before they went back. I was the one that was tired. But now, yeah, like I, I, I put her into bed like an hour earlier than she normally would. And she's gone out like a light. This week, though, because it's been a year since the first lockdown and when the first kids got sent home to to homeschool and do all of that stuff. Um, I was reminded the other day of a timetable that we we sort of came up with when it first happened. And I tried to write out a timetable that I thought, you know, gave us lots of variety, gave us what we were going to do all of the time. So it started at 9.30 with reading, 10 o'clock writing, 10.30 break time, 11 maths, 11.30 walk, 12 o'clock lunch, 12.30 outside. And then I gave her the chance to write in at one o'clock what she wanted to do. Um, and I'm sure it should have said arts and crafts. But what she actually put was arse and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one thirty, a little snack... And then two o'clock break time, that's what I put in. I put in maths at 2.30 as well. And then at three o'clock, she put in smack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where she was going with that. (laughs) There's a lot of snacks in her school day, clearly. (laughs) Right. But you know that they doubled it. When every kid was at home homeschooling, they doubled the amount of snacks that I put in. Just to give you a break? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was it. I was like, yes, go and have a waffle because it gives me 10 minutes off. And they've just got back into the swing of school routine and we've got Easter just around the corner, haven't we? I know. The number of grandparents who will be having grandchildren for extended breaks. I've already sorted it out. I've put the call in. I've rung my parents and said, look, I am sick of babysitting your grandchild, so you need to have her for a few days over Easter. It's just a shame you can't coincide it with the clocks going forward, because I always used to try and offload my kids on the weekend where the clocks went forward, so that hour (laughs) that you lose doesn't affect you at all. (laughs) And the grandparents had to deal with it. (laughs) It's the week after, isn't it? Trying to work out what the bedtime is. and Let's get back to my giving thanks. We heard earlier from Aaron Phipps, who's on board with the project. And now let's hear from the man who is assembling all of the stories. And he'll also talk a bit more about what it's achieved. It's Chris Grotick. We were invited to apply for the commission to create the final digital artwork for the My Giving Thanks campaign. My Giving Thanks is a hashtag that's been promoted for the last year as part of the the Mayflower 400 uh, anniversary. Right. Inviting people to send in either photos, videos, texts to talk about what they're thankful for, really. And what sort of things have you come across? Oh, we've had a whole range of responses. I mean, we... um, 
I mean, part of our project was somehow to bring all these different bits of social media content into a final digital project that's going to be premiered on Saturday at seven o'clock. Yeah. And part of that has been organising Zoom interviews to talk to people directly. There must be some brilliant stories. Give us some of your highlights. Um, well, it's been so many things. I mean, we, we interviewed over 30 different people. We've had all sorts of responses. We've had, for example, a skateboarder who was talking about how thankful he was for skateboarding because it just gave him a sense of freedom yeah. and independence during these, uh, you know, these difficult times. We've had somebody, quite surprisingly, actually, we've had somebody who was talking about books and just how books has helped them sort of escape and, um, you know, and has found great joy in reading books as a way to, to, to go into other spaces mentally. Southampton has this sort of rich community and there's been lots of people, you know, stepping up. I know that on the SoSo show, we've interviewed lots and lots of people who have businesses that have pivoted or people have started businesses in lockdown, in the pandemic, and that's given them some focus as well. well I'd say one of the most sort of popular or most common responses to the question, what are you thankful for, was the answer of community. You know, we're, I'm most grateful for my community, of people helping each other, yeah. people pulling together in a, in a time of need, you know, and it's, it's been quite overwhelming, that particular response, really. So this is going live this week, and where can we see it? There's going to be a sort of live premiere of it at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening, yeah. and that's going to be on Facebook. So in order to find that, if you just type in Mayflower 400 UK, mm-hmm. there's lots of information there about the, the, the premiere. Also, I'm told for Monday it will also be on the Mayflower 400 website as well. So you don't need to see it live particularly. It will be there afterwards to to view. Do you have a red carpet to premiere it? (laughs) I know it's a a tricky one, isn't it? It, It's a really it's a tricky one. I mean, I mean, to be honest, normally what we do at Shared Space and Light is we, we, we create big sort of outdoor events yeah and you know we might have four or five thousand people there and and that is a real you know and then you get that big communal experience and the and the sort of adrenaline and hopefully joy of that yeah um but obviously we all have to adapt don't we so now hopefully there's going to be people sat at home looking on screens um at least getting a sense of of something which is about southampton and its people Chris Grotick, who is the man behind My Giving Thanks, which sounds like it's going to be a brilliant film. It's going to be brilliant, isn't it? It's, you know, it's absolutely right. What Aaron said, what Chris said, there's always something to be thankful for, right? Um, so me and my daughter, we do highlight of the day. Oh, that's um, nice. This is sort of at bedtime and you go, what was your highlight of the day? And it might be having a turkey burger. <laughs> but the thing that made me laugh the most the other day was I was having a chat with um, Annalise from from Banana Wharf down in Ocean Village. And we were saying about what's going to happen when things reopen and how amazing will it be and how amazing will it feel? And you being a DJ, Simon, you'll know, you know, those those songs that will just make everybody go nuts, that Mr Brightside, Journey Don't Stop Believing and all of that stuff. But actually, we talked about this one song and I was like... Oh my gosh, I got a lump in my throat and I actually had tears over it. And it was the thought of being amongst people and hearing 
the Neil Diamond song, Sweet Caroline. And that <laughs> that bit where it says, hands touching hands, reaching out. You know, and I was like, oh my gosh, being able to touch people's hands, that will just be amazing. And I had tears rolling down my face and I was laughing at myself at the same time. Did that chat with Annalise come before or after you got drunk on the wine? <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't. No, completely sober. It just got me. It was just one of those things, you know. It's like the thought of a hug. I don't let myself think about it because I just, I'm desperate for it so much. Were you living in West End when he played at the Aegeus Bowl? Yes. Yes, I was. I could hear that clear as day in my garden. It was wonderful, wasn't it? Yeah. Really, really good. Um, a few things going on, actually. So we're opening back up. Kimbridge Barn... Um, on the 1st and 2nd of May, uh, they've got a drive-in cinema. Oh, nice. So they're showing Pulp Fiction and Dirty Dancing. Um, there's a Night of Queen at St Mary's Stadium in July. This is a tour that's gone lots and lots of different places. It's been sold out everywhere. I think the date was postponed, but it's on in July. And then I just have so much love for this guy, Banksy. Who doesn't like him? But do you remember that picture that arrived at um, Southampton General Hospital at the start of the pandemic? Yeah. That's now been auctioned and the proceeds going to NHS, uh, £16 million. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, isn't it? I don't want to say that I bought it, but, you know, I'm a bit short of cash this week. <laughs> You've got your new pristine living room that needs decorating, so I bet that looks great where the fireplace used to be. Yeah. On the subject of uh, domestics, just for a second, have you heard about magic sponges? Magic sponges, no. Oh, my word. So a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day that she'd just spilt a mug of tea down the wall as she was walking up the staircase. Right. And someone jumped in quick as a flash and said, oh, you need a magic sponge for that. Right. And then all of a sudden, the thread was full of people saying, oh, magic sponges are brilliant. Magic sponges are fantastic. So basically, it's a white sponge. You can buy them in Aldi. Right. And they are fantastic for any kind of stain if you've got tea on the carpet they're brilliant if you've got an oven door that's covered in whatever the kind of rubbish you would normally say gets put on the inside of an oven door it just cuts through that like nothing right one person i know actually cuts their magic sponge in half yeah so the pack of six becomes 12 smaller sponges <laughs> and lasts longer but the amount of joy that was pouring out in this facebook post about magic sponges so seriously you need magic sponges in your life i'm off to get one Where's your nearest Audi? The one in um, that new one on the Bursledon Road? Yes, it is. Right, I am definitely going to go and buy those. They sound great. Especially with a child in the house. Yeah. And a hamster that likes weeing on the carpet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And also thank you if you've liked, shared and commented on any of our social media over the last week or so. This podcast is still very much a work in progress. And if you enjoy it, the best thing you could do for us is to subscribe and to tell a friend. We're on all the usual social platforms, aren't we, Zoe? Yes, absolutely. You can talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter as well. And we're posting up loads of stuff, you know, things that are happening around the city, around the SO postcode all week. So jump on that, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, and that would be brilliant. Thank you so much. Someone did ask me that given we started this podcast in lockdown, were we going to stop it when coronavirus goes? Well, coronavirus isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And 
neither are we. No. So thanks again for listening. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Thank you.